The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our Gospel reading from John chapter 15, where Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, in order that it might bear more fruit. The he, of course, there being spoken of is God the Father. The branches, well, that is you and me. And the pruning, well, we'll get back to that in just a moment. One of the most glorious attributes of the Holy Scriptures is how many different images they use in order to tell us the good news of Jesus. In our text for today, the image used is that of a grapevine. Jesus is the main vine, and those of us who are connected to him are the branches that are meant to sprout forward from that vine and produce fruit. The Father is the one who prunes us in order that we might bear abundant fruit. We might say that in John's writings in the Scripture, those writings inspired by the Holy Spirit, there is no more constant call than to remain with or abide in Jesus. He calls us time and time again to abide in that eternal word who has come to dwell in human flesh. And our text for today perfectly follows that pattern. The call here today is to indeed abide in the vine. Jesus says that through the word he speaks, those of us who are his people have been connected to the vine. And he says that that connection makes us clean and ready to produce fruit. But sadly, as we know well, we do not always remain in that wondrous state. As we know, even after we are connected to the vine Jesus, wild, sinful branches grow from us where only good fruit should be growing. And we know that that will continue as long as the flesh, the world, and the devil himself tempt us to sin. But we also know that that then is why we must stay connected to the vine. For as Jesus' words assure us, as long as we are connected to the vine, as long as we remain in him, the Father, the vine dresser, has promised that he will continue to prune us and clean us in order that we might bear the fruit he desires. And so we must abide with Jesus. But what does that really mean? What does it mean to abide with the vine Jesus? I think in many ways in our modern world we have often convinced ourselves that abiding in Jesus is somehow really something that doesn't involve much at all. We sort of tell ourselves that as long as anyone will say they are a Christian, well then they are obviously abiding in him. We speak as if that's true, even when there is a great absence of the fruits of the Spirit in people's lives, and when those wild, sinful branches 
seem to be growing everywhere in their lives. Luckily, though, our text for today does not let us simply speculate about what it means to abide in the vine Jesus. As I mentioned before, Jesus makes clear how it is that we became connected to Jesus in the first place. He says it is the word that he speaks that brings such connection. Now for many, that word that he speaks is first connected to water and poured upon their head in holy baptism. For others, they hear the word later in life and come to faith and are baptized. But regardless of when and how it happens, it is Christ's word that cleanses us initially. But his word is also that thing that, has, that is the power to keep us clean throughout our life, even despite the efforts of our flesh, the world, and the devil. Jesus says that the way to abide in him and to have our sins pruned away throughout life is simply by letting his words abide in us. And so put simply, if we wish to remain with Jesus, we must remain hearers of his word. You see, his word brings us to faith, and it is his word that keeps us in the faith. God the Holy Spirit is the one acting in that word to keep us in the faith until life's end or until Christ's return. But then we must also say conversely, if we stop hearing the word which first made us clean, well then what we're doing is telling the father, that master vine dresser, that we will not receive his pruning or his cleaning anymore. And if we are not pruned by the father, well then we will not produce the fruit he desires. And today he gives us a warning. He tells us that when we are not connected to the vine, we can do nothing good. He tells us that anything we think we have accomplished is in fact truly nothing in his eyes. For if we are not hearing the word, he says that in the end we will end up being separated from the vine, Jesus. And apart from him, we are nothing but dried up branches crunched underneath the feet of passers-by. Oh, if we do not hear the word, we will not be called away from sin. We will not be called to walk in newness of life. We will not hear time and time again the invitation to repent and to receive the forgiveness of our sins. And without those pruning and cleaning works, we will not produce the good fruit our Father expects. And if we do not produce that fruit... Our text is clear. We will be cut off from the vine Jesus. We will in the end be collected with all the other unbelievers and be cast into the fire. And that means that those who do not gather for church where Christ's word is read and proclaimed, and those who do not hear the word of God in their daily life, in their homes and elsewhere, are not just doing fine. Instead, they are actively withering away. That's not my judgment, but it's the judgment of the Lord. He says that if they do not return to the hearing of the word, they will be cut off. And that is serious indeed. 
We do not want anyone that we care for to be cut off and be cast into the fire. And that is why we must take a warning like the one in our text out to anyone who we truly care about. We must bring this truth to them truly in love. We must invite them back to hear the word of God so that they can be cleansed and produce good fruit. We do no favors to anyone if we say nothing to them as they wither away. But of course, Jesus' words are not just for those people who are not here today. They are for us as well. We too must ask whether we do a good job of letting Christ's word get inside of us. When we gather for worship, are the voices in our heads simply too loud that we find it hard to hear and to concentrate upon the word of God? Do sometimes we take out this insert and see how tiny the print is and decide up front that those readings are too long and that we won't be able to take it all in? Do we consider the words that we have heard in this place after we leave this place? Or is it just sort of in one ear and out the other? If we are not truly hearing the word of God in this place, then the word of warning from Jesus applies to us as well. We must also examine what goes on in our homes. In our homes, are our Bibles relegated to the shelves for safekeeping? Do those of us who live together in our homes ever stop and talk about our Lord Jesus and his word? Do we take time each day to let his words dwell richly inside of us? If not, again, Christ's word of warning is for us today. But here's the great thing about being here today. It's that Christ's words are here. And they're here for you this day. As long as you don't block out the words that Christ comes to speak to you today... Well, then the Father is doing his vine dressing work on you. He's pruning you. He's cleaning you. He is making you clean in order that you might produce abundant fruit. Oh, it might hurt a little bit at first when those pruning shears come and lop off something that shouldn't be in our life anyways. But fear not. It's just the vine dresser doing his work. It's him cleaning you up. It's him making you healthy. It's him making you fruitful. So today as Christ's word comes to you, ask yourself, am I remaining in the vine, Jesus, by hearing his word often? Do I gather weekly where the word is read and where it is proclaimed, where the word of flesh is served upon his altar? Or do I miss sometimes in order to hear that commentator on TV or that musician's beautiful lyrics that are coming from the speaker as I drive around or lie in bed? Do I make sure that Christ's word abides in me by making sure I hear the word every day? Do I read the word? Do I listen to other kinds of media that bring the word into my ears and into my heart? Do I gather with my family around the word of God? I would think if we are all honest, each one of us here, including the one speaking now, 
would have to admit that we do not allow the word of God to dwell in us as richly as we should. And so let us say to God today in confession, God, in your mercy, do your vine dressing work on me. Prune me, clean me. I desire to do good works for you. I want to be fruitful. I want my joy to be made full in you. For to such a prayer, God has answered or has told us that he will answer always in the affirmative. He will prune off those wild, sinful branches that have grown in our lives. And he will make sure that the connection we have to the vine is absolutely secure. He uses his powerful word to this end. And once we are clean, well then that is when we are truly well. For to be cleaned by Jesus, connected to Jesus, and producing fruit for Jesus... Well, that's the best life we can possibly have in this world. Jesus was crucified, and he was placed into a tomb which he later left in order that you might be clean. Yes, he was raised up in order that you might be pruned. And he's reigning even now in order that you might produce abundant fruit. What good news the word of God has for us. We're connected to Jesus. He abides with us. And that means our joy is full. Amen.